Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there will be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hello listeners, my name is Ify and it's my joy to bring the Word of God to you today. My immense gratitude goes to Pastor Joe Ojade, the set man of this ministry, for this wonderful opportunity to share. Thank you for tuning in. You know, today I'll be concluding a message I started the last time I was on, entitled Our Mandate. And it's my prayer that as I share today that the eyes of our understanding will be illuminated to see our why for living and to become all he has made us to be. You know, I also pray that the grace to do as we hear will be released to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. I will do a brief recap of the part one of this message and I'll encourage you to listen to it and you can access it on our website spreadthewordglobalministries.org and um, we started by looking at Matthew 28 from verses 18 to 20 and I'll read from the NIV and it says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus gave this mandate to his disciples after his death and resurrection. And you know, Jesus conquered the enemy and stripped Satan of all his powers. Yes, you heard right all his powers. You know, the only power the enemy has is the one we give him when we empower him with our agreements. So refuse to agree with anything that does not align with the word in your lives and around you. So Jesus in this verse has delegated that power to us to go and make disciples. You know, it's very important to note here that without the resurrection, we have no mandate. You know, this is a good time to give praise to Jesus for his victory on the cross, which has become our victory. So as we go, we have been assured of his presence with us. But the question is, are we conscious of his abiding presence with us, even when we don't feel it? You know, that's some food for thought. So our anchor scripture is Luke 19, 13 to 26. And for the sake of time, I will not be reading all the verses, um, but I'll do a brief summary. So we see Jesus in this parable, you know, he showed that just like the noble man in the scripture, that he'll be gone for a period of time before his physical return on earth. And we see the noble man symbolic of Jesus in this parable, giving his 10 servants some money to trade with in his absence. And they were told to occupy till he comes. You know, the word occupy was translated from a Greek word, which means to busy oneself with, to trade for the purpose of increasing what we've been given. You know, we've been equipped and empowered to bring increase to the kingdom as we utilize our gifts, our talents and our abilities for his glory. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 9, 7, pretty from KJV, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. God is all about increase and we have been called as co-laborers and partners with God to bring increase to his government. You know, we see Jesus modeling this for us as he consistently went about sharing the good news, healing the sick, bringing deliverance to those oppressed and bringing increase to the kingdom time after time. 
You know, through our lives, the world gets to see and experience Jesus. And this happens when we live with the consciousness of our mandate here on earth. We're not just here to live for ourselves, you know, at the expense of future generations, but we're here to impact our world and the generations following to ensure that the desire of Father God is fulfilled, as we see in Matthew 6.10, and that is for his will to be done on earth in our world as it is in heaven. And as we go, as we share the gospel, Jesus tells us to heal the sick, raise the dead, destroy the works of Satan. And we find that in Matthew 10, 7 to 8. So it's important to understand that who we are or what we are determines what we do. So Jesus identifies us as salt and light in our world. And we see this in Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You know, Matthew 5 was addressed to the disciples, that is the believers. And it says in verse 13, reading from the message translation, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Wow. It says here that we are the salt of the earth, retreating our mandates to go and influence our world. You know, as we know, salt enhances other flavors. Just a little portion of salt will go a long way in impacting the taste of the food. In the same way, we can make God taste good in the way people experience him through us. As we serve and add value to others, as we enforce the will of God in every situation we encounter, we become releasers of God flavors in our world. You know, my prayer for us is that we will reflect God in the way we do life and others will indeed taste and see through us that the Lord is good. You know, salt is also a preservative and it fights decay. And you know, as the salt of the earth, we as believers are preserving our world from decaying as we partner with God. When you take Christian faith and values out of any society, that society begins to deteriorate and die. But it does not have to be so if we take our place as salt of the earth. It's important that our influence is seen in our homes, our neighborhoods, our communities, our workplaces, in our schools, in the government. You know, the Lord positions us in this strategic areas of influence, not just to earn a living, no, but to influence the value systems of these places with kingdom values and to his, see his will prevail in these places. You know, these qualities of salt emphasize our responsibilities to our world. You know, just like the salt is no good until it's out of the shelf and then the shaker, we will live our lives shelved unless we consciously make the choice every day to step out and be who he has called us to be. You know, Papa God has put us on the earth and equipped us as solution carriers. Let us not disappoint him. You know, it is possible for us to lose our flavor as salt of the earth. And we see this in verse 13. I'll be reading from the KJV. It says, But if the salt has lost its servo, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. You know, the Greek word moriano, which was translated lost um, servo or flavor, means to become insipid. Figuratively, it means to act as a simpleton, become a fool. Wow. In essence, it is saying that if we're not acting as salt, we have become fools. We certainly don't want that to be our testimony. You know, we've got to step up and step out. When we lose our flavor, we lose our influence and we give the agenda of darkness room to thrive in our societies. You know, staying firmly connected to Jesus, the rock of our salvation, keeps our focus on him and ensures that our lives always bring glory to him. So continuing on to verses 14 to 16, the message translation, it says, here is another way to put it. 
You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a hilltop, on the light stand, shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you will prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. You know, we have been given a mandate to shine as light, to step out in courage and not hide our lights under a bucket. You know, it can be a bucket of fear, of shame, of disappointment, of rejection, but we can't afford to do that. Why? Because we have been given the mandate to reconcile the world to the Father. You know, I was in a flight recently and I had this message burning in my heart about not hiding my light under a bucket of fear. So I made up my mind that I was going to talk to the lady sitting beside me about Jesus. And as I thought about doing this, the fear of being rejected filled my mind. And so I came up with a plan. I told myself, okay, I was going to wait until the last few minutes of the flight so that if things didn't go well, <laughs> at least I wouldn't have to be in an uncomfortable situation for so long. And so that was exactly what I did. I waited until a few minutes to the end of our journey and I summoned up the courage and started chatting with her and she was such a sweet lady and so to cut the long story short, I began to share with her my experiences from the conference I was just coming home from and my testimony of how Jesus has transformed my life. And as I continued to share with her, she was like, I want what you have. I want what you have, you know, and she ended up accepting Jesus into her heart that day. Praise God. You know, after that experience, I began to question myself and I wondered why I was so afraid at first to speak up. You know, I would have missed an opportunity to give her the greatest gift ever, the gift of salvation, if I had allowed fear to stop me from stepping out and sharing about Jesus. Yes, I agree that sometimes we might experience rejection as we share about Jesus, but I've learned not to take it personal because it's not me being rejected, but the message. And you know, our part is to step out in love and courage and leave the rest to Father God. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 6, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. We might be planting the seed that another will water. God is the one who causes the seed sown to take root and spring up. I encourage us to do our path. So in John chapter 9 verse 5, Jesus said this about himself. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, now that Jesus is not physically on earth, we are the ones on earth and he calls us the light of the world. God is relying on us to dispel the darkness in our world as he works in us and through us. Let's look at the context of Jesus' statement in John chapter 9, verse 5, as the light of the world. In John 9, we see Jesus encountering a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples warned that if the man's blindness was caused by his sin or his parents' sin. Jesus tells them that it was not the man's sin or his parents' sin that caused the blindness, but the blindness happened for the glory of God, meaning that Jesus was going to redeem the situation and bring glory to God by healing the man. Then in verse 5, we see Jesus making the statement that he's the light of the world. And we see him as the light of the world going to work in verse 6. And what does he do? Jesus healed the man and the blind man regained his sight. So Jesus here modeled to us what it means to be the light of the world. So in partnership with Holy Spirit, we are to enforce the will of God in every situation. I pray that we'll be infused with the courage to step out and be salt and light. I also pray that we will not be like the third servant in the account in Luke 19, who did nothing with what he was given. 
you know, this displeased the master who was looking for a return on his investment. The master gave this third servant's money to the first servant who had a tenfold increase. You see, those who are faithful with what God has given them will be given more. They will experience an increase in favor and in the opportunities. And those who are not faithful will have what God has given them to them, taken away and given to another, as we see in Luke 19, 26. I don't know about you, but when I stand before him, I would love to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. In another thing to note here is that this servant's perception about his master was actually his problem. In verse 21, this third servant said this of his master, I was afraid because you're a hard man to deal with, taking what is yours and harvesting crops you did not plant. This servant's negative impression of his master resulted in his being unfruitful. So my question is, how do you perceive the Lord? Do you perceive him as a hard taskmaster who is difficult to please? Or as a loving father whose thoughts and plans for us are to prosper us and not to harm us? How we perceive the Lord is important and serving him out of love will produce much more fruit than out of obligation. You know, this third servant was also afraid to take risk and invest the money he had been given. And that didn't go well with his master. Let's not hide our light under a bucket of fear, rejection, shame, or disappointment. Remember, we're never alone. We have the power of Holy Spirit backing us all the way. Maybe you're listening to me today and you would like to give your life to Jesus. It would be my great joy to lead in the prayer of salvation. And you can say this after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. I declare that you're the Lord of my life and I ask you for the grace to live for you all the days of my life. Thank you for making me yours in Jesus name. Welcome to God's family. You know, I encourage you to find a Bible believing church and be part of God's family. We're not meant to do life alone. You can also contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org. I will be happy to send you some materials as you begin your walk with the Lord. You know, we're not on our own as we fulfill His call on our lives. We have the marvelous help of God available as we go. So occupy till He comes. Be blessed. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website, at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.